You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Under the Dome After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Under the Dome After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another Under the Dome after show. This is Season 1, Episode 13, Curtains. I am Matt Lieberman, and joining me as always is the fabulous and talented Jackie Borowski. Hello. And engineering for us, as always, is the wonderful and fantastic Miss Marissa Serafini. Hello. All right. Now, we're we're talking about the season finale of Under the Dome. Finale. I know. So sad, so true. Uh, we're, we're bummed that this is the end of the season, uh, and that we're, we're not going to be able to do this show with you guys until next year when Under the Dome comes back. That's true. That's true. But if you enjoy listening slash watching us, yes. listening to slash watching us, yes. you could watch us on the Sleepy Hollow after show. Yes, which we are starting tonight, actually, after we get out of the studio doing this after show. Yes. So if you like hanging out with us and watching the show with us, Sleepy Hollow is super, super fun, and we'll be doing it all season long here on AfterBuzz TV. But we're not talking about that show. We're talking about <laughs> Under the Dome and... Uh, this finale, I, I'm at odds with. Wah, wah. I know. It's like they let all the fun out of a balloon and it just kind of floated away lazily. It just wasn't, it wasn't, there were no stakes in it, right? Well, it, it was, they put everything that was jam packed with all the stakes and everything in the last episode. And then in this episode, they didn't change anything. Nothing changed. It, it, Big Jim was still in power. Barbie was still about to get hung for his fake crimes. Julia got woke up but didn't tell anyone that she wasn't shot by, by Barbie. Right? The one thing we got, we found out who the monarch is, and it's Julia, which actually, pleasant surprise, because I didn't expect that. And it makes sense, because earlier we said, how is she able... She was the first person to touch the mini-dome. Yeah. And she touched the mini-dome and nothing happened. And now we've had Dodie and Linda touch the mini-dome and both been zapped. So this now makes sense. Oh, she she's she can touch the mini dome because she's the monarch. Exactly. Yeah. And I liked I did like that Barbie fake out because a lot of people were probably expecting Barbie to be the monarch. Well, that's the thing, right? Like the it was fluttering around him, and I'm like, isn't it supposed to land on him or something? And then of course it's Julia, and I'm like, oh, that's you know that's slightly unexpected. But then even that, she's like, she's not making that difficult. Uh, she's making a difficult choice, quote unquote, right? But like. I don't know. It, let's. I do like though. I like the idea that so she's been tasked tasked with uh, protecting the mini dome egg. Yeah. Which I guess is the generator. We're still not entirely sure what the mini dome egg is. Right. Because like now that there's no mini dome around it. What exactly is it? Because yeah. I thought, okay, so the mini dome is a representation of the larger dome. Right. The mini dome starts blacking out. Big dome starts blacking right. out. 
That makes sense. When Mini Dome comes crashing down, shouldn't Big Dome come crashing down? I'm very confused. Yes, and that was confusing. It feels it feels like it was poorly thought out. Yes. Yeah, and that makes me upset because there's a lot to love about this show. Yes. And when you feel like the writers aren't giving it the kind of loving care that we give it as fans. Yeah, they didn't massage the show. They just kicked it in the butt on the last episode. Yeah, which, like, again, they said at the beginning of the season that if if they didn't get picked up for a second season, there was an ending. They had an ending in mind. There would be a a good ending this, uh, this season. But it's left on the same cliffhanger, basically. Yeah. As the last episode, yes. namely that uh, is is Barbie about to get killed or not? And we know that he won't get killed. Right. We know that he won't get killed because if he was going to get killed, he would have gotten killed this episode. They yes. wouldn't open season two with him dying. And I I know that a lot of fans were angry about this episode, angry about the ending, and I see why now. Yeah. Now that I've seen it, I understand. It's like you you just put everything you. I mean. You didn't wrap up any story, really, and except for the Monarch story. And then you just put everything back, the same stakes that were in the last episode. Yeah. Well, let's just... Let's... And then we have to wait to figure out, like, what's what's going on with this new sunlight situation. I know. Because, okay, let's, let's talk about that for a second. So, uh, Butterfly hatches from Chrysalis. It's bumping around the mini-dome, and it's causing little black spots. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, the dome blacks out in the middle of the day, and it's suddenly it's starless night. Uh-oh. Scary. Everyone starts panicking. They're going to the church, talking about the Book of Revelations, the end of the world. Uh, at the end of the episode, when the pink stars, which, again, as in all season, rise in lines, <laughs> not fall in lines, uh, they they soar in lines, and then... That wide shot that we get, it's not back to clear dome. Now it's like bright white dome. Yeah. Which, now I'm like, okay, so are we going to go through, like, multiple color domes or something? Like, like is it going to be like a Hulk situation where there's, like, green Hulk and gray Hulk and red Hulk and red Hulk's, like, intelligent Hulk? Like, there, there's a whole bunch of Hulks. He has, like, multiple personality disorder. That's a whole thing that most viewers and listeners don't care about. Maybe it's the emotion of the dome. Yeah. Now it's like... Now the dome's like happy because Julia did what it told it. But it's not happy. White isn't like a happy color. It's more kind of like a pious color. Like it's praying or something. Like yellow would be happy dome maybe or like a sky blue. (laughs) A sky blue dome would be nice. But um, the one... Here's like the one positive. We're going to go through... I don't want to talk about things that we were upset by for the whole podcast, because there are people out there who probably did like this finale or just, you know, love the show. And like me, when I'm a fan of something, even when I'm disappointed, you don't want to hear people badmouth the thing you like. Right. We're just, we're not... And we love the show. We I love just the show. We they just... could have They could have given the finale a big hug, yeah. and they didn't. We love it enough to... We love it enough to the point that we're willing to say, this show is capable of better than yes. that. And we know it's capable of better. We've seen better. We've seen better on this show, and we just we expect the best of it, as as all people do from the art that they love. Uh, the one cool thing that we got is the scene where uh, Nori asks the egg, "What should we do?" Yes. In uh, yes. in the most ridiculously bald way possible. I, like I'm literally sitting there. She's like, "How? What should I say?" And I'm like, "Ask it. What What should we do?" And then she's like, "What should we do?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, called it." It and was totally like a magic eight ball moment. Dome. 
What should we <laughs> what do? What should we do? Okay. <laughs> Ask again later. No, it's Alice. It's Zombie Alice. Which I was also pleased by because I really wanted that Zombie Alice to come. And Neil Bear kind of like held his tongue when I said Zombie Alice. And I knew it. She mm-hmm. came back. Yeah. And even though it was like dumb alien projection, it was still right. it was still very refreshing. Even though it was a scene out of contact. Like there were a lot of <laughs> things lifted from a variety of different stuff in this episode. Uh, it was a thing out of contact. But... We got some definitive things from it. Yes. Namely, uh, we are still learning to communicate with you across the divide. So there's more than one yes. entity represented here. Yes. Alien, I'm assuming. A group of beings sent this dome to Chester's Mill to protect it mm-hmm. across some kind of divide. Now, whether that is a galactic divide or perhaps a time-space divide, so like maybe they're in the future... And there's some kind of, you know, global war or plague or, you know, virus that sweeps over the whole planet. And they sent the dome back in time to preserve a a segment of the human race. Like, that's another way it could possibly go. Well, I, I mean, my perception from this was that these beings aren't human only because she was saying we, we're still learning how to speak to you. Yeah. And we're still, um, and we took a form that's familiar to you. Okay. And but so that's why, that's the only reason I thought aliens, alien because, because they didn't want to scare them with something that was not familiar. Plus it's Spielberg and Spielberg loves aliens. He does. He's a big alien nut. He does. He loves them. He loves kids talking to aliens. <laughs> he loves kids talking to aliens. Yeah, and crappy fathers. <laughs> Seriously, you watch this is a theme through his whole his whole oeuvre, his whole filmography. Some fathers and sons. Anyway, um, so we we have some firm answers about the dome going forward, but now we have to wait like forty weeks for it to come back. We don't know, and like, we have to. The main question that this whole episode leaves you with is why Chester's Mill? Yeah, because as far as we know, this is the only dome that has fallen anywhere on the Earth. As far mm-hmm. as we know. I yeah. mean, it seems that way. Yeah. And so, why did they choose Chester's Mill? Why this particular town? Yeah. Why did they choose Chester's Mill? What is Junior's mom's connection to it? How mm-hmm. did she know so far in advance? You know, could she pick up alien signals from across the, the planet? Or is she somehow, was she an alien sent to Earth? And I know that this sounds far-fetched, but hear me out. She was an alien who, like, somehow lost her memory... Or, like, she was sent in advance to, like, you know, meet the people and, like, get a sense of should they be saved. And she fell in love with a man and then, you know, like, kind of forgot herself. Out of all herself. the men she could have fallen in love with. I know. Well. In this hypothetical scenario. Hey, you know, women love bad boys. And there's no one worse than Big Jim. <laughs> it's so, true. Yeah. I'm sure you had a level of swagger as a young man. You know, breaking guys' hips when he's footballing. That's a thing. That's a thing women look for, right? Maybe she was abducted by aliens. Maybe she was. she was a human who was abducted by aliens. It's entirely possible. Yeah. No. And then they implanted... And maybe she originally lived in the cabin, 
Yes, <laughs> we maybe miss the cabin. So I miss much. the what, those were the halcyon days <laughs> where we could just go to the cabin and be free exactly. and be happy. And Ben still looks weird without a hat on. Okay, it, there was that like one shot towards the beginning of the episode <laughs> where he just—I was just like, "Who is that? Oh my God, that's Ben. He has so much hair." Jesus. And Matt was still holding out for Ben to be the monarch. He's like, "Made it. Ma- ma- he's going to be the monarch. He's going to be the monarch." Because it would be like probably the most interesting, unexpected choice yes. that they could have made. <sighs> Unlike. Okay. And it would give Ben some responsibility. Yeah. To be able to do something other than put a blanket on the dome and run away with it. Exactly. You know, he needs he needs to learn responsibility now so he can have a more successful career later. Um I want to talk about Linda for a hot second, yes. if I may. So yes. So over the course of this season, Linda went from a sympathetic character dealing, gra- coming to grips with a situation that might be a little bit beyond her control. She's strong. She's a decent cop, right? She's struggling with the fact that her husband's on the other side of the dome. Her father figure is killed by the dome. And now she's suddenly put in this situation. It's very, very difficult. Right. And she's called upon to keep the town in check. And she does so for several episodes without really receiving any kind of character development. Because of this problem, she is kind of like this blank slate who's now on the wrong side. Right. And every time she spoke in this episode, I just wanted to strangle her. I wrote somewhere in here, Linda is the worst. She's the worst. Like, <laughs> she's worse. so sad because we started off loving Linda. But I know. Like, because she... Because the story hasn't focused on her enough, I feel, to, to see why... There hasn't been enough explanation to see why she's really conflicted between these two sides or why she takes this point of view. I mean, Big Jim, all we see is, like, Big Jim treating her like shit and then yeah. her, like, being mean to Barbie. So it's, like, it just doesn't we don't have, read, we don't have enough information. We're not given reasons to like her yeah. or to care about her story. I'm just kind of like, if she got killed... We could give this screen time to someone that we care about. And it, it kind of, there's this adage in, um, it, at the very least in comedy and in live comedy that I think applies to this and maybe applies to all storytelling. Um, the worst thing isn't not being funny. It's being boring. Yeah. Um, and she is boring. Her line readings are just bald and she just, she just ser- serves a purpose as, an obstacle. She's just an obstacle right now instead of being a person. And I want her to be a person so that we can like right. her again. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, Big Jim is the worst, but we care about him because we like to watch him. He's a schemer. He he accomplishes things. And he throws monkey wrenches in the works that don't feel immediately surmountable. Like, anything that Linda does can be undone in the next scene because she doesn't commit to anything with the level of fervor that Big Jim does. Yeah. She'll put the cuffs on you, but then she'll walk away and you can escape. Or she'll put the cuffs on you, but then you can explain why you did what you did and she'll take them off. This And gone is the Linda who was, like, in the beginning, you know, like, sharpshooter Linda who was like, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's because Linda now, in she's... She's just given up control of the town. She's given up trying to have any sort of control of the police force, any control of the town. And it's made her seem like a wet blanket. Yeah. Because she goes to Big Jim and she's like, oh, Big Jim, schmoopy, schmoopy, like this town needs you, (laughs) la, la, la. And 
And it's just at the point you're watching yeah, it, you're like, this Jim, is disgusting. Big Jim, you were chosen. And it's like, that's the last thing he needs to hear right. is like he was chosen by some kind of divine spirit. But like, it, like let's just talk about that scene. And she was, and, and the thing that makes us mad is that she was dubious of him from yeah. the very start. And now she's just like stroking his ego. I was nearly, I was nearly on my feet applauding when she went to the propane storage place and she was looking at the tapes and she was investigating, investigating for the first and only time all season long. That is the only time that she did her job without someone telling her to do her job. Right. And I loved her for it. And now she's not doing that. Let's talk about the scene in beds in Ben's bedroom, right? She's in there. She's First, like, can I just say something? Yes. When she calls the when she calls on the line and says, I need all cops to Ben Drake's house. I love that this town is so small that you don't give an address. You don't say like on the corner of this and this. Just come to Ben Drake's house. Everybody eats at Drake's. <laughs> we got the best weed cookies anywhere. <laughs> Because, of course, he makes weed cookies. He's a stoner. He certainly does. He's a burnout. But, like, yeah, that whole scene was just, ugh. But her in it, everyone's telling her, look, this thing is important. Big Jim can't have it. She doesn't ask why. She She doesn't pay attention to the fact that everyone here knows more about this thing than she does. Right. So they obviously know what's up. You know, and they can do something about it. She knows nothing about it, but she's saying, everyone get back. This is police property now in just like the most annoying way possible. She knows better than this. She's not investigating in the way that, you know, she investigated the propane yeah. situation, which it's like, if you're supposed to be the cop of this town and there are all these questions, why wouldn't you investigate the situation instead of just saying, this is police property, like, mm-hmm. poo-poo on you? And Junior's been, like, the worst deputy ever. He, well, Junior wasn't supposed to be a deputy I know, but, that, but, but that's what I'm saying is, like, why keep him on the force if he never shows up for work? <laughs> he totally killed that Dupree brother in cold blood. I mean, and, you know, his father's criminal... He's too busy crying on the dome to do his job. Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. The faces he was making when he was rubbing his body (laughs) on the big dome were so hysterical. And, like, I can totally imagine, like, a 12-year-old girl seeing him be like, he's so sensitive. Oh, my God. He's so cute. Because, like, I could totally imagine him making those faces if he was having, like, like a kind of, like, a sad dream. Alex Koch plays crazy so well. He does it so well. And it's that blend of, like, like I've been saying this whole time, it's that perfect blend of, like, you're like, oh, you you poor puppy. Exactly. And then, like, eh, you're kind of nuts. Oh, <laughs> you puppy with rabies. I mean, that's basically <laughs> yeah. it, you know. Um, and, like, good on him for, like, you remember how I felt at the beginning of the season versus now. And now I think his face is adorable. And before, <laughs> I was just like, it's way too big. It's that... Ugh. I, I, I hope we get him next season. <laughs> Jackie before the show was talking about how it's her mission to get him on the show next season so I can answer for all of my insults. <laughs> I was going to sit him right next to Matt. Yeah. Oh, my God. I might. I, I was going to sit him and Linda next to Matt, and then it would just be an interrogation. Great. <laughs> it's going to be good times. <laughs> uh, um, 
Okay, so let's just kind of like break it down character by character. Let's talk about this episode. We can talk about this season, what we want to see from them next season. We kind of have like a big wide open book because the show didn't really give us much to go on. Although, I mean, I I do have to say, so Julia, the last image of Julia, you know, she's... She's making what is the hard decision. Yeah. She tells the kids to go away and she says, okay, um, I'm, I have to make the decision between saving the town and saving Barbie and I'm going to save the town. And so that was her decision to drop the egg in the water to save the town. And we knew something had to happen because she's doing what the dome told her to do, which yep. is save protect the, the egg, protect save the, the, the town. Save the town. And so, I so you know the whole thing lights up and we don't get to see what happens to Barbie but I'm pretty sure the dome's not going to punish Barbie. Yeah. The question is how does the dome intervene? Now, I thought that we were going to get it before the end of the episode, maybe we will get it uh at the beginning of the next one where I just imagined a beam of light coming down and cutting the rope. <laughs> Clearly designating him as innocent. See, what I imagined was Zombie Alice coming back with a machete and just cutting down the cutting down the gallows, cutting down the rope. Yeah, and everyone and then going after Big Jim. Everyone knew how to build a gallows. It was so easy. It only took an hour to build a gallows. And I like that Big Jim is like, "Can you build this?" Okay, Big Jim, why do you have get? Okay. I, I kind of get why you have gals instruction books because you're like a creepy creeper. Yeah. But he he basically pulls out like this is the official town gallows <laughs> instruction booklet. This is how a hundred years ago we built a gallows. And Phil, I think you're the right guy to get carpenters to build this gallows because they didn't hoard all of the town guns, so we could not shoot him. We have to hang him. Well, it's like it's like Barbie said. He wouldn't kill him without an audience. And what what draws an audience? more than a good old-fashioned hanging. Oh, boy. (laughs) So then Phil, who clearly knows all of the carpenters in town. Knows all the carpenters in town. He and he he's gonna kill he's gonna kill Barbie for Dodie because he still thinks that he murdered Dodie. Um, Although I am sad that it's like Barbie, you know that Phil's reacting to the... Does Barbie know that Dodie's dead? No. Well, no. I think he knows because Big Jim told him that he's also dying for that murder. Oh, okay. Because it's... No, it's actually, like if you I don't know- think anyone specifically told him. I mean, I imagine, by this show's logic, I imagine he knows, even right. though we... we he- <sighs> because if you know, here's the thing, if you know that that Phil is hurting because of Dodie, why would you roundhouse kick him in the face like a million times? Because he roundhouse he- kicked him in the face! <laughs> I know, but it was out of pain and sadness. Well, he had to roundhouse kick him 12 times just so that he could get out, you know? It's... Listen. I felt so bad for Phil in that moment. I know, and he was still wearing that dumb shirt. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a banjo and a guitar and a violin on the same shirt. Not everyone can have Maxine's crazy store of clothing, okay? Well, maybe they should. Maybe they should all go to Bird Island and check out her Filene's (laughs) Basement-esque basement full of clothes. Filene's Basement is a New England-based department store with very, very (laughs) cheap clothing. For those who do not know what Filene's Basement is. Okay. (laughs) So Barbie, I mean, he will survive. He will. He will survive. Yeah. That, okay. 
here's the thing, right? I want him to survive. I want Barbie to survive. I think everyone does. Everyone, I mean, he's it, like Barbie and Julia are heroes. I know. But if the show were to come back and Barbie died in the opening minutes, I mean, it would piss a lot of people off. But I would be like, okay, this show can surprise me. I'm reinvested. Because now I know this show is willing to take anyone that I like and put them to the sword. They're willing to take crazy risks. Risks that might alienate their viewership. Like, I don't want to see it happen, but at the same time, if it happened, I'd be on board. Just for the sake of the fact that everyone that we like now doesn't have a badass protector. And now they're all fending for themselves. And if Julia's the monarch, she should be able to badass protect everybody. Anyway. Exactly. Like, where are her dome powers? Yeah. Like, that's what, half we what really I expected. We really did want her to have, like, light shooting out of her fingers. Yeah. And, yeah. Or at the very least, like, she, she opens her mouth and just millions of butterflies pop yes. out. Like, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought, like, the monarch butterfly was going to fly around and then zoom into someone's heart and then just, like, <laughs> and then just crazy. She'd be like, ah. Yeah, It'd crazy be like the end light. of Beauty and the Beast when he changes back into a real person. Exactly. And the light shoots out of his body and he's, like, twirling in the air. Exactly. But yeah. we don't have the effects budget for that, so instead uh, Butterfly we landed We use them all on the making the dumb white again. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, Alright, so Barbie at the beginning of next season, likely alive. Um, you know, it all depends on how the dome gets him out of this situation. Yes. If, if it looks like divine intervention, he will be safe, but then like what? Does... Big Jim get arrested at the beginning of the next season? Probably not. I honestly have no idea how they're supposed to undo this finale. I have no idea. Because it's like you have Big Jim, and I think that was another thing that was so frustrating for the viewers. It's like, how do you undo this? Like, how do you make people start to rally behind Barbie? Because it really just comes down to Barbie and Big Jim, and Big Jim is so far winning because he has the whole town thinking that he's a murderer. He's gone in and gave this speech that makes him seem more sympathetic where he's saying that, you know, I don't, I don't know how we get out of this, but I have faith that we're going to get out of this, you know, and he's, he's rallied the town behind him. Yeah. He's got them to build a gallows for goodness sake. In an hour. In an hour. It was a quick gallows. Quickie gallows. I don't know. I don't know how they, how they undo that. Um, but I imagine that if Barbie is alive, He'll be, you know, Julia's attack dog and lover and so on. And that'll be fine and good. And um, then they'll go squatting on Bird Island. Yeah. Oh, Bird Island. I was, I was hoping that she was taking the egg to Bird Island. Yes. That's what I wanted. Um, okay, so Julia, monarch, not sure what to do with all of her crazy new powers that we totally haven't seen yet, but she totally has to have, because oh, come yes. on, she needs dome powers. I mean, if the dome can, like, recreate dead people to, like, talk to people and, like, learn their language, it can totally give Julia dome powers. Yeah. I just, what I don't want is for, and this is what the paintings, this is why I have a problem with the paintings, right? So, Heroes was a show, was on NBC, like, 2006 to 2010, and for the first, like, the first season, feature, uh, heavily featured uh, paintings that told the future. And I'm just hoping that they don't keep pulling out paintings whenever they need clues. Because that's what heroes did. They would just find more paintings, even though the painter himself died in season one. There would just be more paintings that just came out of the woodwork later in the show. Um, To be fair, though, I think these paintings were more 
not not as much clues about what's going on, but just like it seemed to like directly correspond with events that were happening. I know, but I think there's there's going to be at least one more painting. <laughs> I'm telling you. Next season, there will be one more painting that will, It's going like, to be of Julia. Yeah. And it's going to be like, you know, there was always this red-headed woman <laughs> crowned in light in this painting, and it never made sense to me, but now it does, because that happened yesterday. Wow. I'm... I... Speaking of these paintings... Yes. Can we talk about how Big Jim starts to uh, manipulate Junior? Yeah. Okay, so... Like, emotionally manipulating him, using his mother, his mm -hmm. dead mother. To get him on his side. Cruel. Yeah. Um, Because I know he loves Junior to an extent, but it's just like... No, he here's the thing, right? Now he thinks that what... Now he thinks that he has this divine right to power, that they have been chosen, and that his son, that he is God and his son will be Jesus. (laughs) Basically. Junior is basically his Jesus to him. And he's just like, you will... The iTunes viewers can't see my face, but it hurts. Yeah, her face hurts so bad. So you should go to YouTube and you should go look at the face. I thought my eye wasn't going to drool today, but I'm almost crying at that statement, so... (laughs) We literally switched spots that your eye would not drool. Um, And, like, take a look at my eyes. I know. Beautiful. Beautiful. Dangerous. It's the power of being mad. I know. Well, that's that's my dome power. <laughs> it's my eyes don't drool when sitting in the air conditioning. <laughs> but yeah, he totally is just sort of like, like, son, you're special. We have been chosen by destiny and we shall rule together and bring us into a new age. The dawning of a new age on the <laughs> verge of the dome and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I've always loved you. And we will never lie to each other again, will we, son? (laughs) And Junior totally buys it, which kills me, because it's like, Junior, I know you love your dad, but you have called him out before Mm -hmm. on him being manipulative and him being creepy, and because you're kind of creepy, you're generally tuned into that sort of thing. But here's the... Which was so frustrating to me. I was like, why did you hug him? Anyone whose family relationships are lacking always pines for the family that they'll never have. That's true. And on some level, they will always hope that it will someday exist and that things will change. And that's going to be Junior's blind spot forever. No matter what his father does to him, on some level, he will always hope that things will change. And I think that that's this again. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. If Angie... I just feel bad because I feel like everybody's crapping on Junior and he just doesn't... You know what, though, is interesting is Julia still calls him... James. James. Yeah. And so Julia is the only person that's showing him... Respect. Real respect. Yeah. Like, everybody else is playing Junior as they want to play him. Mm -hmm. And she's the only person that shows him some real respect. But that's what I'm saying, right? If Angie hadn't completely crapped on him in the last episode and betrayed his trust, then maybe he wouldn't go back to Big Jim this episode. He'd be more willing to listen to reason. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still mad at her for that. Because she's better than that. Yeah. She is. Or at least she should be. She should be. Because it was it was ultimately a poor tactical move. No. They need Junior on their side. They do need Junior on their side. Angie doesn't think like that, though. No. That's more of a Nori yeah. kind of thought. She's more like, hey, let's hide the dome egg at my abandoned diner that I now own. That, like, she hasn't been in once since she got it. But then let's go it. back to the cement factory. 
I did miss the cement factory. I know. It was nice to see it again. Yeah. This this show needs more sets. <laughs> There's only like five places in the town to go. <laughs> That's it, because it's small. It's Chester's Mill. It's a small town. Well, it's a town of like 10,000 people. Just the majority of them aren't in the town. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it should be a bit bigger. Just a little bit. Well, maybe we'll see more of Bird Island next season. So maybe we, we will. What else is going on besides the crazy mansion on Bird Island? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk. Uh, Joe and and Nori and Carolyn. What are we thinking for next season? I mean, I still like Joe and Nori together. They haven't really had a lot of couple time in right. the last five or six. They're episodes. too busy solving dome mysteries. Yeah, you know. Um, I still want to hear more about. Carolyn and Nori pre-Dome. I want to know more about that family. Yeah, you know I definitely what I mean? do. Like, that was one of the great things that Lost gave us, is no matter how much plot development we got, you know, for better or worse, on the on the island, we were still getting to know our characters every week. Yeah. And that's one thing that Under the Dome is kind of lacking, is this continued character development. Because you, you get some, and then it just kind of falls off, and then you don't get anything for weeks at a time. Because there was clearly something going on where, like, the dad was present in her life very early on, and then the mom severed ties with the dad, and then ended up with Carolyn. And so um, I'm interested to know her backstory and and Carolyn's backstory as well. Yeah, she's been really underserved, like, especially since Alice died. But even before that, we didn't really get to know anything about her other than she was Alice's partner. Yeah, and she's such a badass mama, like, protecting her daughter that it's like, I I would like to get to know her more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, I'm thinking that maybe that's what's going to happen in season two is, like, now that we've had this first major standoff... Um, now that we've had this first major standoff, maybe the town will divide under the two heads of Julia and Big Jim, and things will kind of slow down into this simmering detente between the two, and we mm-hmm. can get to know our people more. Yes. Now that we've got... Flashbacks. I'd love to see flashbacks of mm-hmm. what the town was like before the dome came down, because totally. we don't really know. No, we don't. We're we're kind of stuck under the dome, and just things keep happening. And I, I just I want things to kind of slow down. Let's Let's get another grasp on our people. Before we move forward. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts about this week's episode? Or the um, season at large? Well, I love how Big Jim in his head believes certain things. Like, where he's like, oh, I've taken lives, but they had to be... I had to kill them because it was for the good of the dome. Okay, no. That's a real big stretch. Mm-hmm. And well, so, to some extent, I think he believes that. Totally. Which is just, like, he's kind of, like... Digging into his own, like, dementia. Well, he he sees himself as the anointed leader of the Dome. Everyone who died threatened his reign, and he is the person who's going to save the people and keep them safe under the Dome. So yeah. he sees them as one as, as one and the same. On one level, everyone that he killed except for Dodie threatened the, the people in some way, except for Agatha. Agatha and Dodie. Yeah. Both relatively innocent. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone else, they threatened on some level. Maxine and her bodyguard were not good people. And, And, you know, Reverend Coggins was like a loose cannon. I mean, he wasn't too bad. He was just kind of like... Well, he was burning medication. (laughs) That's bad. That was bad. That is bad. And, And no matter how you slice it. That was bad. Yeah. So he deserved to die. And if if hell is real, he went there. But, like, that's the thing. 
a show with this many plot threads, because then we have, like, the drugs never came back, you know? They're going to have to come back in next season. Oh, certainly. totally. You know, because someone's going to... Because gonna... Barbie's the only other person who... Or Linda, kind of, but Barbie's the only other person that really knows that secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things that they still have to pick up before we even get to the character development stuff. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. This show is so packed with plot that it's hard uh, It's hard to serve your characters as well. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. And um, I have high, high hopes for season two to kick it into high gear. And I hope in season two there's no more junior Barbie fights. Yeah, because it's... It, come I'm on. done with those. Those happen every episode. It's like, it's been two weeks already. Jesus. <laughs> Let's just, can't we all just get along, huh? Can't we all just hug under the dome? Yeah. That should be a new a new background. <laughs> Hugs under the dome. Hugs under the dome. Yeah. It's like Care Bears under the dome. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. They yeah. can kill the dome with a Care Bear stare. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I just <laughs> I'm wanna, not sure what just happened. I just want to thank everybody for watching or listening with us this season. It's been a lot of fun, and, and I've really had a great time reading all your comments, and... Uh, it's, it's awesome to know that we have such a great, great audience who's paying attention to us, and that's why we keep doing it week after week. So thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And uh, we will see you next summer. Uh, pay attention to our Twitter, and anytime we see news, we'll post it. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Um, all right. Uh, Jackie, any predictions for next season? And now, you're after Buzz TV. Um, I feel I gave a lot of them out. Yeah. I just, I think Barbie's going to live. I just think the dome has to save him and the dome, I think the dome is going to save him because of Julia's sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to, we're going to learn a little bit more about what's going on outside of the dome next season. I don't know how, since all the, all the radio equipment was damaged, but I think whatever the dome is protecting Chester's mill from might already be affecting the world around them. Yes. And yes, uh, there's something going on outside that's intriguing. Exactly. And it started when the when the magnetic poles shifted. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm very curious about what's going on there. I'm hoping that we get way more character development next year and uh Big Jim gets his just desserts. Uh, I agree with that. And All that we right. get to see more of the cabin in Bird Island. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, Jackie, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter, at 123Jackie B on Instagram. I also want to plug, a friend of mine uh, is doing a Kickstarter campaign for like a geeky themed travel web series. He's written books on Spider-Man, Batman, and he wrote a Doctor Who history book. And they're going to go, uh, him and a friend are going to go to different locations in America and discuss... Uh, the geeky history of certain locations in America. Great. Um, but they can only do that if you donate to their Kickstarter campaign. His name is Alan Kistler. You can find him uh, through my Twitter or just Google his name. You'll be able to find the Kickstarter campaign. Great. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV on the Breaking Bad, Low Winter Sun, Sons of Anarchy, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Sleepy Hollow after shows. Sleepy Hollow specifically with Miss Jackie Borowski. <laughs> so let's keep the party rolling all year long until until Under the Dome comes back on yes. Sleepy Hollow. So thank you guys so much for a great season. Have a great night. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit 
AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 